What is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host. And you can see us this week, so introduce yourself. This is Tyler Peters, and uh, I'm just happy to be with you, Ant. It's the Uncensored Wrestling Podcast. Let's relive the Attitude Era years, shall we? Yes, Attitude Years, episode 28. We are one week away. Well, actually not a week, a couple of days away from Over the Edge in Your House. So this is the final build, a lot of um, a lot of stuff happening tonight, but we are alive in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Shout out to Chattanooga. What is, is there anything special about Chattanooga? I know that it's you're just in Tennessee. Tennessee. And... Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's just not Tennessee. like I have any relatives. I, I just wanted to even be funny in my own home state. So okay. yeah, shout out to the good people of Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee, Jeff Jarrett, shout out to y'all. To, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's it's gonna hit. ride it. It's still yet to be released, so there's a possibility. Yeah, it's and I didn't forth. steal it from BG James either, man. I did it myself. So you didn't steal it from the road dog. I didn't. I got you. No, you sir. didn't have to do overlay the vocals or overvoice them. How um, describe it? He did backup, but I did lead. Well, hey, backup's good, and you did lead. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's gonna be a Grammy in your future. I mean, I, I can't wait. Of course. Well, I can't wait to cover um this week's episode of Raw because a lot happens. And we start out with Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe. They walk down to the ring with police escorts, of course, which is, you know, very fun. Uh, and Vince is. is like, what a glorious night last Monday night was. I assaulted Stone Cold Steve Austin and got away with it. Yeah, he was dressed up in a mask and attacked her from behind. Um, He goes, it will be a dawning of a new era in the WWF and the demise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Stone Cold walks down to the ring. Stone Cold says, you prove without a shadow of a doubt you are the world's dumbest son of a bitch. He goes, you just told the world you assaulted Stone Cold Steve Austin. Since I was assaulted, I want you to arrest that son of a bitch, right? So then... Yeah, Vince wanted to get Austin in jail, but you're going to tell that something else happened. Yeah. That, uh, they didn't expect the corporation. Yeah. They like, they kind of told on themselves there. And, and Vince is like, he knows he fucked up because, you know, he's all about the law. Oh, he and getting, He's like, shit. So I'm just trying to fix this. Um, He's like, shit. So he fucks up. And then uh, he goes, then Vince, is, he starts to cry. You know, he's upset being very emotional, Uh, you know, and can't believe he got arrested. And then uh, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe then start to get a little angry with the cops and they shove them. And uh, Stone Cold goes, wait a minute, isn't that obstruction of justice? And then Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe get arrested as well. That's um, why he got them. Yeah. And uh, Austin goes, I know you hate, I know you hate my damn guts. He goes, and I don't want them released. And then Austin starts to pour his beer all over Vince. Um <laughs> Talk and about Vince, a beer bath, a, a shower even. It I mean, sure that, was, That's how man. they do it in Texas, man. That's the rattlesnake for you. Sticking it to uh, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. It's funny because Vince is always over the top and extra and dramatic with his uh, emotions and everything. And this was like, you know, one of his top moments. Everyone can go back and remember him with his hands tied behind his back. Well, not tied, handcuffed. Uh, but yeah, he really did step in his own shit there. <laughs> no, he he did. I mean, uh, I mean Vince McMahon. To your point, the emotions are what sold the story, and Austin always seemed to be one step ahead of Patterson, Briscoe, and Vince. And 
it just made for some great television. I mean, I, I'm with you, and it, it's funny. I'm getting a smile thinking about that segment. Mm. We just watched it, reviewed it. I, I shared a video with you in Messenger a couple of days ago, and yeah, it was so uh, spectacular the way McMahon sold it. Uh, he didn't realize he obstructed justice and the cops were going to arrest Austin, but instead they arrest and take away yeah. the, the corporation. So that was fantastic. And I think this is the first time that we get to see the, you know, Vince McMahon character authority get arrested and kind of get, you know, we've seen him get hit with a chair. Yeah, we've I believe seen, it was know, the first time. Yeah. So like he really, this, this is it. And uh, yeah, so we then move on to our first match, and uh, we have the DOA taking on LED 2000 and puke. Um, come on, puke, yeah, he's gonna puke. Um, so Hawk introduces us to puke during Drozdov, and um, he starts to throw up on DOA's bikes until you know DOA get their hands on him. Here are some quick notes, uh. Gosh, um, puke nails a hip toss. It's weird calling him. <laughs> We're puke. starting to laugh. I know. I, I didn't even realize that. I always want to call him Draws, but he actually did debut as puke. As puke. So puke nails a hip toss and a drop pick to chains. Uh, chains and Hawk end up running into each other, and puke nails a running leaping clothesline and a sit out power bomb, and he gets a three for his team. During the match, they're talking about it over the edge. Doa will fight. LOD, but what do you think of them randomly throwing in puke? They didn't really introduce him until tonight. Do you think there's a reason for it? Why and what did you think of it overall? I just think it's part of that uh, spontaneity. I'm just going to go back to that word is why we didn't get much of a build up. They were obviously wanting to change up the presentation, even how people debuted. That's all yep. I, I really gather there. Uh, the match was okay. It was another one that really was underwhelming. Did yep. not live up to my expectations, but I don't feel like it needed to. Uh, this was yeah. a way to get Puke introduced into a feud with DOA, you know, and LOD 2000. And I don't think we saw Sunny, which was interesting. I don't think she yeah. was with him. So no, she was wasn't. Probably just an off week, and, and we'll probably see her back it over the edge, I'm assuming. Yeah, you are right, because looking at my notes, she does, in my notes, it says that she was with them. So, yeah, I think they always, it's kind of like this week with Raw, it's going to be an off week. You know, something's going to, they're, I don't know, something something's up, man. Yeah, because but, they got Clash at the Castle, kind of built the same setup they're building, the pay-per-views, you don't want to overexpose everybody. Yeah, do you, um so far, do you like Puke better with them, or Sonny better, so far? It's his first night. Well, with all due respect to, to uh, Draws, Puke, uh, Sonny, I, I've got to go with that. I, it's, you know, i, I got to be transparent. I mean, who didn't want to look at Sonny with the LOD mm -hmm. 2000? I think no matter what, uh, both of them end up playing a part in breaking up LOD, and we'll talk about that later on. Uh, we then move on. Yep, Vince McMahon is backstage yelling that this is a mistake, you know. Can't do this to me. I'm Vince McMahon. And the three of them are put in the cop car. So no one cares who you are. The police don't, at least. Um, and at least in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the police don't. Yeah, and that could be a, a great film. I mean, these segments, the way they were shooting these angles, I mean, Vince McMahon, this could have been like a cop uh, drama where he's the evil owner. And you yeah. just had the, uh, the the redneck drinking the beer, but he was billed. He could, you know, whip tail. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, you got intrigued by all the events that transpired i mean that was just my takeaway yeah there was 
you know, again, you with this segment, you're kind of waiting for the next match to be done so then you can see what happens next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of next, we have Dan the B Severn taking on Owen Hart. You know, Owen Hart's been taking on this Mike Tyson role of just biting people all the time. Sure. And uh, we see Ken Shamrock signing autographs two weeks ago. For those of you who don't remember, Owen Hart injured Ken Shamrock a couple weeks back after Unforgiven. And, you know, they're kind of teasing us with showing us some of Ken Shamrock. But uh, here are some notes from the Severn-Owen Hart match. Severn drops Owen Hart with a chokehold, which is cool to see. Uh, Severn's more of an actual amateur wrestler, so you're going to see a lot of the holds. Um, So Owen nails a gut wrench suplex, and then Owen nails a low blow, and... uh, he attacks, and then Dan Severin is able to return the attack. Severin applies an arm bar, but the nation run down and attacks Severin. Owen grabs a chair. The Rock nails a rock bottom to Severin. Mark Henry with two big splashes, and Owen puts uh, Severin on the on uh well the chair on Severin's ankle. He like wedges in between his ankle, and right. he's about to step on it, but the refs stop him. What is up with Owen, man? Uh, why, uh, why is he so angry? What, what pissed him off? I mean, I know he's been getting screwed over, but I mean, God, you're gonna kill everybody. I think this is just a new aggression to change up his uh, presentation, the visual of what the audience gets from Owen Hart. Yep. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I was glad this fit the attitude era. That's what it was about having fortitude, having a little more gumption, as they say. I I felt that, you know, Dan Severin was a beast. I mean, before mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, you had Ken Shamrock, you had Dan Severin, guys that actually came over from the UFC first in the wrestling, not vice versa, where they would go to uh work in the UFC that way. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. The amateur holds. The Greco-Roman style was uh, highlighted. But Owen, to his credit, was trained under his father, Stu Hart. Him and Brett were known for the technical approach, and yeah. that's what really elevated this match. I always uh, thoroughly loved watching Owen Hart matches and Dan Severn, too. I, I believe they had chemistry. You could, Yeah. Tell. I like Owen Hart. I just feel like and I'm getting ahead of myself, but this year, like he goes through a lot of changes. And so for me, like, you know, he's being this really tough badass, but then in a couple of months, we'll see what happens, but I do like you. All right. It's more edgier, edgier side. Um, We then get taken to another break and Vince is being sequestered. So that's good. You he know, can't get a break that can Mr. McMahon. I, where's the jail Briscoe, Mr. Mac man, Mr. Mac man. Um, we then get a promo for Edge, and um, we're gonna take a quick break, but before we do, we see the Jackal, he comes out with uh, Crackhead Bob and Hank the Angry Drunk Dwarf. He sure does. I mean, they, um, they were impressive. I mean, were they from Howard Stern, I believe? <laughs> Jackal was, uh, for those who, who don't know it, and Tell everyone uh, they've probably seen him on TNT lately. The yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, what, what's his name? Don Callis, right? Yeah, Don Callis. Oh, well, you, I'm so sorry. You go ahead. No, no. I, I, that was part of what I was doing. I wanted you to say D-O-N. That's why I said, yeah, D, well, D-O-A or D-O-N. I, I can't spell anything. We're, uh, we're, we're learning again in school. School never ends for a teacher, huh? We are. And I, um, I've, never, I've never learned much anyways. Yeah, well, neither has Crackhead Bob, I don't think, or uh, Hank, the angry, drunken dwarf. What's their education again? 
crackhead Bob and Hank, and then we get a guy that reminds me of Andre and maybe bigger, the giant silver. Oh, yeah, Is that that's what right. they call him? He goes, these two, so this is uh, Jackal. He goes, these two are the human oddities. I have rented them from the Howard Stern show. And um, he basically just said, Hank explains how, he, um, you know, he was voted People's Online Magazine. What was it, like, nicest person or something? Something like that. I, I can't recall. But something. Olga was John Tenta, who was Earthquake before who Yeah. was Shark and WCW. I didn't know that for the longest time. He was one of the people under the mask for the oddities. Mm-hmm. So you learn, you learn something new. I just didn't want to sound redundant, so I paused it. Learning new. Well, we're going to take a quick break because uh, when we come back uh, as, um, oh gosh, Tyler, <laughs> I had a lot of funny names as today. As Tyler is uh, with us, uh, he's going to, well, we're both going to explain. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. It's whatever my name It's whatever. has to be Whatever today. the fuck his Yeah, name is. Who Whatever cares? the fuck. Yeah. Just the head over I'm there. nobody. Um, We're going to explain the oddities when we come back. And it's not us, surprisingly. We'll It's be back. not. It's not. It's not. Welcome back. Welcome Connor. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You, John Travolta. Welcome back. The dreams Welcome in your... back. Welcome And I don't know the rest of it. That's all Welcome I know. back, welcome back, welcome back. And the I names love it. and the chains that you've been around. All right. Yes. Well, we're back. Obviously, we are the Uncensored Processing Podcast. I'm Ant. Tyler's here. And uh, we are talking about Raw's War Attitude Years, episode 28, from May 25th, 1998. And we're in the ring with the Jackal, Crackhead Bob, Hank the Angry, Drunken Dwarf. And they're introducing the oddities. And, uh, Tyler was talking about them a little bit earlier. The oddities include uh, the prom princess Luna. Okay. A man I whose don't physical deformity is hidden. That's Golga. mm -hmm. And he says, this is the largest man walking on earth. And we know it's the giant Silva. Um, they end up hugging Jackal. And uh, we get an interruption from Thrasher of the Headbangers. Uh, Yeah, we they do. That that was interesting. it, very strange. You know, they're wearing their skirts, doing this, excited. Uh, Was that so, a little bit out of place, but we should be used to that by now, watching these shows? yeah, I mean, nowadays, um, so here It's are a different some notes. story. Yeah. It's a different story. Uh, did you, did you get a chance to see the, um, Quincy Elliott? Is that his name? The, uh, super diva of NXT? I have. Mm, I haven't seen his ring work, but uh, his I've seen some of the Yeah, definitely going to be uh, unique. interest. I'll, I'll just add that. Um. So here's the match between a uh, Thrasher with Mosh taking on Golga with the Oddities, who, as you mentioned, is John Tenta Earthquake. Uh, so Golga nails a Golga Golga <laughs> nails an elbow drop. He misses a splash. Goga nails a big boot. I'm gonna keep saying Goga. Goga nails a big boot. I, I love it. Goga, That's really how his name is Goga. pronounced. It's pretty much Goga then slams uh, Thrasher's head into the mat, and then Goga. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to do it. Goga, Just call him John Tenta. where the fuck? Big ass guy with a weird mask that never is solved what his deformity is. Nails a power slam and gets a three. Uh, after Mosh attacks Goga. 
but Giant Silva headbutts Mosh, and then he headbutts the referee. So this kind of match was just all over the fucking place. What did you it think? Was. It was like Poor my day referee. at work. What, what did he ever do? He's just doing his job, and that that giant man had to headbutt him. That How giant, dare he? Man. Yeah, giant I don't know. Silva. Yeah, Giant Silva, whatever you call him. So what did you think? Do you like the oddities? They were definitely entertaining. Don Callis always had that gift of gab. It gave these guys roles and Luna too, but poor Luna. I just. This Luna's the prom it. princess. We mean poor Luna. I know, but I miss the, the Luna that we all love, that, that we know. She's still a. Sorry. Yeah, Q, your impersonation. I'll get you, my pretty. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I now we're uh, getting off on voiceovers, but where was I? No, you I were know. talking about Dave. I, I guess she would fit this group, but I still felt like there was more she could contribute. And unfortunately, we were starting to see more of these type of uh, angles involving her. And I just, I'm pondering. I'm like, really? That's the question. Come on. I and just feel really. I just really want to talk in Luna's voice this entire episode. Well, <laughs> go, go for it, and I, yeah. yeah. Well, next. Yeah, that's oh. good. And I, and uh, I can't really see. That's Edge. great television, pal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like John Cena's father reacting to Edge coming to his house. Um, exactly, a nice reenactment. Edge and great. John Cena Senior. Mm. So we see Al Snow again. He's running through the fans. I mean, this has been a wild fucking. I mean, this is like this literally with the oddities, people getting arrested, people running through the crowd. It sounds like my day at work. It really, yeah, really... it's wild. It's every day, right? Uh, wow. Al Snow with head, you know, in the cowboy hat up in the crowd was just ingenious. I can't get enough of Al Snow's character. I, I probably said it over and over as we discuss and break down the attitude years. But hell. did you see the dog in the, did you just see that? Yo, you were what talking dog? in the dark. My dog, Daisy, just like popped up as you were talking. I think she's in we, we got a run in from Daisy. We got a run in. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to explain to people who like might have seen that that, that was the dog. No, I, I love it. I, I'm a dog person, man. I've got two dogs that are probably gonna jump over the gate and yeah. attack me, you know. And Sorry, Tyler. I the no. dog is just there. I didn't want people to think that they were seeing like a ghost. <laughs> Day, Daisy is awesome. She's a Daisy. tag team partner. People don't realize she's actually the third man. It's not she Hulk is. Hogan. It's not Mabel. It's Daisy. It's Daisy. Yeah. And she'd kick more ass than Hulk ever did. Oh, she would. And it, you know. I, I believe you, but yeah, I'm with you. I just, the whole headbanger mosh or, or thrasher was with mosh in the oddity segment for what it was. I get it. Cause the Howard Stern play, it was all about that celebrity or, or radio personality that was box office crossover. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know. I, I guess going back now, reliving it. I'm like, some of this stuff is messed up. Yeah. I'm laughing, you know, I'm laughing about it, but I was talking out. No, that's who we were referring to and, yep i mean now I, I say that and i'm contradicting myself I was, so we're talking about yeah i love by the way this i love how this is gonna be like the little the, the little buzzword of what you're saying so you're going um now it's really messed up what they're doing now al snow all right so let's talk about al snow so what did al snow do <laughs> no al snow that's what i'm laughing about i i like what he's doing but yet oh. i want to crack on the oddities i'm just making fun of myself okay. drawing parallels that, oh all. because you're saying that they okay i get it i get it yeah. well i mean what well, the problem is like 
like it's funny but not right it's almost like um eric the midget i love eric the midget right but the problem with eric the midget is he like he gets like fucked with and he he doesn't re because he doesn't have the ability to realize that he's being fucked with he gets fucked and like we all laugh because it's funny like i love when he snaps that's my favorite part oh, um I, I, it's comical i mean how can you not yeah. find humor in it but uh you know you are right the minute you're looking back you're kind of like, yeah but looking back 1-800 collect rewind uh, Undertaker, we see him attacking Kane and Paul Bear last week. And uh, then we have a situation where uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I was calling the collect. That's why I was trying to get my phone, but it vanished I in looking, the ring. I, was, I thought you were trying to like tell me something. I was no, trying to no. I, it. Leave it to me to mess up things. No, I, I was no. trying to play on the collect comment. I was like, okay, what's the scoop? I'm what, thinking of like out. At work, when like you can't say stuff in front of little side note here, I work with children. Um, but so it's like when you don't want to say stuff in front of them, you have to kind of like do that. And so I thought you were doing that with me, and so I was trying to like go along with it, but I'm just ribbing, man. I, for those I just of you was who, can't, along. who can't see what's going on, we're having a lot of fun, so check us no, out. We on are, YouTube. we gotta get um, silly every now and then. Get today. So we have, uh, and this is really fun. We're seeing Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee taking on Vader. Surprising. I mean, we're not surprising. He is in a match at Over the Edge. Uh, here are some notes. Vader nails a running splash in the corner. Jeff Jarrett nails a chop block and he attacks Vader's leg. Vader nails a clothesline and a flying splash. However, Kane and Paul Bearer run down. Kane attacks Vader with punches. And he nails a clothesline to Vader outside the ring. Um, and then uh, Kane sends Vader into the steps. So Vader gets a DQ win. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't really care about the Kane-Vader storyline. It's recycled from No Way Out of Texas. Um, I feel like they just threw Vader in there. Um, when Undertaker was gone, Vader was being labeled as, you know, the guy who could defeat Kane now that right. Taker's gone. You've already beat him, so it's like, why are you sending him back? I I just like the match from uh, the psychology standpoint of uh, yep. Jeff Jarrett having to work on the legs because yep. he pretty much was dominated, which that's Vader's style. That that's how you you sell for him, and he was stiff anyways. I mean, he he would really lay him in, and to me, Jeff Jarrett was trying to fight from underneath, and and that's how I looked at it. But I'm with you. I think they kind of recycled it and repackaged it. The best they could, but well, I'm talking what, about um his match with Kane. Oh, I got you, and I'll have to go back to be fair and view that. I, I'm, that. I'm following you. Yeah. Oh. No, we're. we're I need to go to sleep, Tyler. No. I need to go to sleep today. Here, I, I made the tag. I, I'm getting getting the boots put into me. Come on. Um, you're kicking ass. I should just be quiet the entire time. No, I'm not, you're you're doing a fast. I woke up at seven. You know, barely slept. I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm we're killing it man we're killing it so we are uh Vince McMahon's backstage and he apologizes to Stone Cold Steve Austin or anyone else he um you know because he's going to jail he says uh you know I apologize I apologize and Vince is just fucking with him. I'm not Vince Stone Cold's fucking with him and Stone Cold finally accepts and they're finally unhandcuffed and uh we get the war zone segment I mean they kind of laid off easy on Vince and the Stooges Oh, oh, they did, but it's mind games. We just talked about the uh, mentality of mentally getting inside your opponent's head. What about not only your opposition, but your boss? Yep. 
and his Stooges with Patterson Briscoe. So this was awesome just uh, getting them back because McMahon would do this in a slight uh, kind of way, if you think yeah. about it. They, he was sly, man, and he slided his way down with the Stooges after we were announced that we were in the war zone. Oh, they cut did. down, and Vince says, I hope you're proud of yourself, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for what you've accomplished. How dare you have me arrested like a criminal and pour beer on my neck? And he says, um, now I have a condition on my neck that I, you know, that I apologize. Um, and he says, you know... That's allowed me to stay on guard to make sure I do it right. Unlike Godzilla, there isn't a WWF superstar that will intimidate me or stop me. He says, your fun is going to come to an end tonight. Stone Cold, I'm ordering you to compete against The Undertaker. So I got a little sidetrack there. The Godzilla reference, obviously, because Godzilla was premiering yeah, that... in uh, oh, okay. 98. Yet they were doing a remake in 98 at the time. Well, so that I think makes he... sense. Cause yeah. That, if not, that would have been very weird for me. Strange, right? Godzilla. Yeah. All I was going to say is, uh, real quickly, Vince was just trying to get more sympathy, even though he knew the crowd didn't like him. That was the whole point and object here. So, But we got Stone Cold versus Undertaker, at least we thought. I don't mm. want to give it away. We'll see. Uh, so DX are now at the Clanstone the the Airport, and Triple H says, uh, the only one man can do this mission it's going to be me. So we don't know what the mission is. He's obviously fucking with WCW. He is. It's maybe. more of the DX antics with, uh, you know, WCW. He's trying to yep. stick it to the competition. Mm, but it's, sure it's very funny stuff. It is. And it's, uh, again, I like to always say it's innovative. We see this now. It's been done before. But back then, first time it's happening. So it's very cool. Yeah, they were the first to invent it, though, so to speak, at least in their incarnation. The fucking innovators. Uh, Al Snow is seen grabbing Jerry the King Lawler, and then he runs away from security. Like Al Snow is like a Poor kid. Poor Jerry class. the King Lawler, he can't. Fuck him! Him. He talked about Undertaker's mom. Yeah, but I, I like the King. Well, Fuck the King. Oh man, that now that hurts. he's never met a lady he didn't like. Well, I mean, some of the ladies he's liked, I can't blame him. I mean, well, the cat dingbat. Uh, speaking of dingbats. I don't know. Oh, a man, weird... That's harsh, man. I know. I know. But you know what? I mean, if, if all you're known for is flashing your nipples, I mean. Um, so maybe I should call it a whore. <laughs> well, I'm going to stay away just uh, out of respect. He goes, I'm going to stay away. Yeah. Um, so uh, we move on. She's probably a young, nice woman. Oh, she's got to be very nice. And I'm making the tag out on that one. She, I bet, you know, I bet she makes a lot of cookies. And bet, she, she does. you know, she sings to her kids before they go to bed. She's a wonderful mother. Uh, we have the light heavyweight champion Taka Michinoku taking on Dick Togo with Kai and Tai. And uh, here are some notes. Taka nails a spinning heel kick and a springboard crossbody to the outside. Uh, Togo, I was about to say dig. Togo nails a drop kick <laughs> uh, to a flying Taka Michinoku. And Togo sends Taku out into the railing and in, and then nails a cannonball on the outside of the ring. Togo nails a snap, slam, and then a moonsault and gets a two. And then Taka misses a tornado DDT and nails a Hurricane Rana roll-up. After the match, Taka grabs Yamaguchi-san, but Kai and Tai attack Taka, powerbomb him, and nail a flying senton. This is a really good match, I thought. Um, it was a good match because you we talked about being creative, and that's what you got from the Japanese style, and that's not a knock. That's a compliment. Uh, Mr. Nuku, uh, you know, with Togo taking on uh, 
you know, Scorpio, and this was great. I mean, this was a, I'm with you, an awesome match. I was trying to see who he faced with Scorpio. Taka. No, I was talking with you. Know? <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm like, who do you? Well, what? <laughs> I'm reading something it. wrong. Yeah, this is what's great. Now, yeah, repeat <laughs> the match. Yeah, Dick Toko. Listen, at this point, if you say Scorpio, I'm going to listen to you, man. No, at this I, point, I'm going to rock with you. It was reviewed last week is what happened. That's what threw me off. Forgive me. You know. Yeah. All these who are listening. But Dick Togo, you know, now look at him. He's part of the Bullet Club. I'll try to correct myself now. And Taka, yeah, doing that stuff off the top rope was great. It's... And his, his opponent was actually Scorpio. Can you believe it? I'm just kidding. He was a Scorpio, though, the opponent, so you're not that's wrong. What, that's what it was. There's so much daggum wrestling, it's hard to keep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got the Castro Slam of the Week, which was Val Venus delivering the money shot last week in his debut match. We then see some more of DX's mission. We'll get more into that later. Um, and then we have our next match, Farouk, taking on Marvelous Mark Merrill with Sable. And uh, Farouk sends Merrill into the steps, and then Merrill grabs Sable you know, to kind of block Farouk, and then he punches Farouk. Such what a, a coward, yeah. Sable. Um, <laughs> that's great, then, man. That sounds anytime incredible. I say Sable, that's what I do. Sable comes well, they weren't a rivalry. So it, they it were. Yeah. Uh, Sable comes on the apron, and Farouk clotheslines Miro and gets a three count because Sable calls a distraction. After Miro grabs the mic, and he says, you want to play games? I He says, I got... Wait. He says, I want you gone... I got one for you. Sorry. My handwriting is terrible, guys. Um, no, you're he doing says, a great job. Thank you, sir. At Over the Edge, you find any help you want, any WWF superstar that can beat me without your help, and I'll tear up this contract and say, well, you can do what you want. Please. However, he says, when I win, you have to leave the WWF forever. Sable says, I will see you this Sunday, Mark. So Sable now has to find someone to take on Mark Marrow. If this person wins, she's done with him. But if they lose, she's done with WWF. So let's quickly go back to the match. What did you think of Farouk beating Miro? Again, really, I mean, there's really, it was a good match, but sort of just building up to the segment after, if you just want to talk about that. Yeah, it was. That's all it was. You pretty much broke down the the whole match between Farouk and Mark Marrow and the whole situation with Sable. It's just escalating more to establish us further to get ready for Over the Edge. And I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to give away who I think is going to be her opponent because we've seen some vignettes, if you know what I mean, mm. on Raw. But I'm not for sure. So we'll wait for Over the Edge when we review that one. But I always uh, felt like the Sable Marrow thing, I know it's a mess backstage you hear from various podcasts, people who yep. were actually there at the time, but it did create some uh, very memorable, combustible elements of television. So it, I agree, man. In that regard, it, it worked out nicely. It's able. Uh, we're thinking of Pat Patterson promo. Yeah, she comes in. You know, she's sometimes kind of like Vince McMahon. You know, I was inspired by her. Uh, Patterson, we get a Patterson promo. You know, great to see, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, they always do the production videos, just like Gerald with Briscoe with his family. Yeah. Once again, to, to get the, the fans to remind them, you know, Ray Stevens, Pat Patterson, first intercontinental champion. Didn't he beat, like, 30 people or 16 people, something like that? Yeah, for he title? did. I mean, he, yeah. he was a warrior. Pat Patterson, I mean, seriously, great wrestler. He did it legend. his way. Yeah. He loved Frank Sinatra. I want to see that uh, 
that video on him. I think somebody WWE may have released a tribute to him, so that that would be great. That was my poppy song. See, we're we're, we're on a, we're on the wavelength today, man. Talking about grandmother. I did it my way. Wow, that was like a ghost and a. Uh... No. I was kind of scared, but I liked it. I was, I was, I was <laughs> impressed by the fear that you had given me, so I liked it. So it was like a ghostly version, huh? That, that's very mean, fitting. We're I really liked it. Yeah, I thinking? think he, I think the people who uh, are listening were expecting that. I think it's great. I love it. Well, well it's all part of the the raw formula. Yeah, you got to keep that, them you, on their toes. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get on this program. Of course not. You're gonna get friggin' Tyler singing my way like a friggin' uh you ever see Harry Potter moaning Myrtle? That was very great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Rib haven't seen time. Harry Potter. Oh, you haven't seen Harry Potter? It's probably a sin against you know humanity. I haven't. No, it, it, it's moaning Merle is this girl who like just like she's like oh she cries in the bathroom and she like eh, it was I'm just trying to say very moaning. <laughs> it was great. Well, well, thanks for that. It was comparison. perfect. <laughs> I just keep digging myself a bit. You Whatever. Did, keep, yeah, you're you got what six feet under now. I'm gonna move it now. No, so we see the DX airplane flying over a WCW event. I don't know what's happening. Um, they're, they're just, just trying fucking... to stick it to uh, Turner and, and the offices down in Atlanta, and they must have been somewhere close because, or they they betrayed it that way. Like they had the little signs. What was it? I'm paraphrasing. You can help me out. Stick it's it some to, something yeah, like WCW, WCW sucks. Some I don't know. Something like they're always. Whoa! I'm tired, y'all. Hey, hey, it's part of it. We're uncensored. Oh, we're going to be yawning. There's going to be a lot of unnecessary singing. And it's passing out. In case you're listening in audio, video, you're going to love this. This That's is perfect. the main event. This is actually the main event before yeah, the finale. Yeah, Taker in Austin. Um, I, yeah, yeah, it was great to see that. I did see them fly. Um, next, was. I thought it was I, Top Gun. It, it very was. I think they're selling out theaters now. Uh, we have... The Rock, the Intercontinental Champion, with Mark Henry taking on... Wow, I just hit myself. That was intense. Taking on the European Champion, Triple H, with China. And before the match, The Rock says, I can't comment on Viagra because I don't need it. Viagra is new at the point. He says, Farouk, I will enter the pay-per-view Intercontinental Champion and leave Intercontinental Champion. And The Rock will prove he is the best Intercontinental Champion ever. Triple H, then Triple H, and DX grab a mic. And... uh they say, oh no, he said, you say Triple H, you and DX grab a mic and you say funny things and entertain these pieces of trash. He says, DX has a fetch with your anatomy if you smell what I'm cooking. And he says, Rock has something hard for you called the rock bottom. I mean, that was provocative. I mean, you you know what? You could smell what he was cooking. I mean, let's you... talk about sex, baby. Put your kids to bed right they, now. They were, they were open with it. I mean, that was the thing. They were, that was part of uh, reinventing themselves within their own creative. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I mean, you know, sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's not. But this one didn't bother me so much because it's, you know, they. I mean, all night they've been. So here are some notes. Uh, Triple H tosses the rock to the outside. China nails a forearm to the rock's face. Henry and China go face to face. Then they're done. That was intense. Um, Henry uh, sends uh, the Rock, and or not Henry, sorry, Triple H sends the Rock into the announce table. Uh, the uh, 
Mark Henry chokes Triple H in the ropes. Rock nails Triple H with the Intercontinental title. He pins Triple H, but China puts the Rock's, or I'm sorry, Triple H's leg on the ropes. God, why did I put the Rock's name there? No, it, it can uh, work. He was in the match. He was in the match. Somebody had a leg on the rope. Go ahead, uh, sir. So then, uh, Henry gets on the apron. Child, na- chi- child, child, nails. Chabby. child, child, child was the Rock. <laughs> I think I've been saying child all day. That's her actual name. That's I guess China. so. It was child. China nails the rock with the European title. Triple H makes the pin and he gets a two. The rock nails a swinging neck breaker and he gets a two. Uh, Mark Henry attacks Triple H, but then China nails him with a chair and Triple H sends Mark Henry into the ring post. The rock then sends Triple H into the railing and the two of them fight. Triple H sends rock into the steps. They get a double count out. Farouk runs down. He attacks the Rock on the ramp, and he nails a pile driver on the stage as Triple H laughs. So, with all of that, what do you think, sir? Anytime you uh, put Triple H or the Rock in the ring, kind of similar to Owen Hart and Triple H, you're going to get an incredible encounter. These mm-hmm. guys could not only were masterful storytellers. Uh, this was kind of the early. Rivalry, if I'm not mistaken, between, you know, DX and the nation built this. They were yep. a part of the story. And I like the little nuances with uh, China hitting uh, Rock with a belt. And then Mark Henry, you talked about that encounter. Uh, talk about just uh, emotionally charged. I mean, you could tell this was uh, heading toward over the edge. So I, I thought the match delivered. It was uh, always immensely uh executed very well by the rock and uh triple h two of the greats so no yeah i agree um and again like you're starting to see this the seeds being planted china and mark Henry are gonna have a situation this is the first sort of things are happening things are happening um and farouk is gonna fight the rocket over the edge so stuff is building um so we're supposed to have the undertaker taking on um stone Cold steve austin and vince is going to be the guest referee for this match and Undertaker goes face to face with Vince McMahon, and he choke slams Vince, and he goes to Tombstone Vince, but Kane runs down. Kane and Taker brawl. Taker nails a big boot and a clothesline to the outside, and then Taker sends Kane into the steps, and the two fight in the crowd. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, and he attacks Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. He ties Vince McMahon in the ropes. However, Dude Love runs down and he nails Dude Love with a chair and makes Vince watch. Vince has had a terrible fucking night, man. Yeah, Vince has been embarrassed. I mean, he's then he had beer poured on his head, or was that last? That night? was earlier tonight. No, yeah, this was the fucking same night. He got he got arrested, got beer put on oh, him. Yeah, I mean, everything <sighs> has not went his way uh, for the chairman of the board. And I'll tell you, any t- Patterson and Briscoe could bump anyways because they're already legendary wrestlers. So it was yeah. always amazing when Stone Cold would hit them with that, that stunner of his. And to see Vince tied up in the ropes, they were obviously teasing, not going to give this match away for free, Undertaker, Austin, even though mm-hmm. I would have loved, loved to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Undertaker, the hot that he got that chokeslam, JR talked about it. Uh, on Vince, I mean, that guy's, what, almost 6'10". I mean, so his wingspans got him up. Oh. I mean, the estimation of how far probably McMahon was due to the arm length of Taker. Dude, 
yeah, you, you forget little things like that when you're watching it because, you know, they, they seem so superhuman. That looks so easy, but it's not trying to help somebody no, else. It's got to be very complex. And I, I love dude love still getting involved in hell. Mm -hmm. Austin that knew he was coming. I mean, that, yeah. that was so clever. He he's always outsmarting the corporation, at least most of the time, because you got to give McMahon and his cronies and dude love time to react and get some redemption. That way the story can continue to make us invested in it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a lot's happening, but what's good about it oh, is that so a lot's much. happening. So it's like, that's what's good about it. You know, it's not boring. You have to keep watching. And this is what the Ajudera was all about. It always keeps you going. Just like us. We're like the Duracell bunny. We keep them we, going. We are. I mean, we're better than that, the Duracell bunny. I can't even say the word myself. I'm having Duracell. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's Dude, you know what? Speech, man. I, I, I love know. it though. I I I feel like I always wonder like what came first. You know, like which which uh so I'll give you today I'll say that yeah. that I'm saying it wrong, okay? It, All it's, right. Well, that's it's, fair. I'll let you take it today cuz we don't know. You know, you guys might be saying it correctly and we're saying it wrong. You never know. That, that's what's neat. We could actually have our own show and, and do that part. Yeah, where we could just talk about, uh, I, I mean, we could do Luna impressions and Vince impressions, and I think that Jeff Jarrett, you sang very, you know, beautifully, like, uh, oh, well, thank you. I, you know, I might tried. scare some people. I enjoyed it. It might frighten people. Uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett may not appreciate it or, or Road Dog, but I, I'm still going to try to do it. No, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Well, we are done with our episode. It's a crazy episode. Our next Attitude Years episode is 29. WWF over the edge in your it was house. An awesome episode. Yes, sir. It was a good pay per view. A lot, a lot to cover. And then after over the edge, we have Raw is War, June first, ninety eight, from Chicago, Illinois. It's gonna be a good episode. And then the following week, WWE is still in Illinois. They're in Rockford, Illinois, for June eighth, nineteen ninety eight. We are just killing it. And next, well, or next episode, we're gonna have the top pop culture moments from May 1998. Because Movies. it's a pay-per-view. Yes, sir. See? Movies, uh, music. We're going to have a lot of fun. Break it down a little bit more with you. but Break it down. Break it down. Damn. Yeah, keep the DX music. Dude, I feel like we're both tired. We killed it. Uh, oh, we and, did. Hey, considering, you know, you your first day on a new job, you, you did incredible. I, you know, I, I, we, yeah, yeah, I, we're alive. We're doing okay. We survived. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. How did I know you were not going to go to that? That, that you was know? ingenious. So you guys be safe. Have a good night. Um, And I'll put like just links in the description for stuff. I'm like dead. Don't worry about it. People can, you know, just follow my page. Find Tyler and find me. Just search us. Not like that, but, you know, what we're talking about, social media. Yeah, if you search Tyler, I don't know what you want to find on Google. You might want to be careful. Uh, we've said too much already. Yeah, I know. Now, me, don't don't even bother trying. I'm you, Your poor kids will be scared. Uh, have a good night, y'all. Uh, be safe, and we will see you with our next episode of Attitude Ears. Tyler, thank you for joining me again. Oh, man. you're welcome, man, and uh, have a good night, y'all, and uh, it was a blast. Killing the game. Let's do the Attitude Ears uh, middle finger. Oh, well, we're doing this again. I love this little talk in between. No, no, I, I, I've just got to... I don't know. I, I was doing kind of the NWO. Well... I'll Come on, Tyler. Well, Come on, man.
<laughs> Come on. Okay, I'll let you do All it, right. man. I'll All right, fine. He'll let me do it. But then can you do um <laughs> shall you do the people's eyebrow? Let's see. I can't do it. Both I can't. Of them are gonna, both of them are going to. Both do of them are going up. I, I know. I can't do the the people's eyebrow. That that was. Always is there a hard. um like a cowboy salute or is there any sort of like um hoorah? Oh, and you froze, and this is perfect, and it's a great way to go like this. And we're still talking, we're still live, and this is perfect because we are the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, and he is frozen again, and I love this, and this is great. Well. <laughs> Brown Tyler is trapped in a time warp. I'm going to say goodbye for both of us. Thank you for checking us out. Steve's back. Yeah, it, it, unstable. I've had some weather, and it's uh, we we actually made it throughout. Except for now, of course, something happens. So, yeah. We're killing it, dude. I'm gonna get some attitude. I'll tell you after that. I like how how freaking Tyler's the bomb. Thank you, Tyler. Oh, oh I ain't putting up my shit again. Yeah, I appreciate. Enjoy. It. I'm gonna end it. Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace. See you guys.